get, obviously you haven't heard this pub, Lauren. Welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Clarksville. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller. Coming up, get a look at the new Culture City Sensory Room, now at FNM Bank Arena. After that, we sit down with the founder of Black Clarksville, a community organization dedicated to supporting and empowering the black community. And then hear from William Buzz Hoon, who is the voice behind Govs on the Go. But first, we'll see what's making the wrap with reporter Sherry Reeves. This is the wrap for the Thursday, November 16th edition of Main Street Clarksville. The Montgomery County Commission rejected an application for a zone change requested by Runamuck Outfitters, located on Port Royal Road. The company was wanting to turn the property into an agriculture commercial zoning district. In October, the Austin P. State University cafeteria scored a 77 from the Tennessee Health Department's routine inspections. Read what changes needed to be made to get that score somewhat higher. Earlier this month, Clarksville Mayor Joe Pitts and Clarksville Police Chief David Crockerell welcomed 11 new officers to the Clarksville Police Department family. They are scheduled to attend the Tennessee Law Enforcement Training Academy in April. Welcome aboard. And it has been six months since Fort Campbell lost nine soldiers when two Army Black Hawk helicopters crashed during a training exercise in Kentucky. Tragically, this week we heard of five Special Operations soldiers from the 160th at Fort Campbell, also known as Night Stalkers, losing their lives in a crash over the Mediterranean Sea. Chief Warrant Officer Stephen Dwyer, age 38, was from Clarksville. Also killed were Chief Warrant Officer Shane Barnes, age 34, of California. Staff Sergeant Tanner Grone, age 26, of New Hampshire. Sergeant Andrew Southard, age 27, of Arizona. And Sergeant Cade Wolf, age 24, of Minnesota. And that's the wrap. I'm Sherry Reeves, Main Street, Clarksville. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way, when flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage. It ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again, and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. Welcome to the 2023 Magical Holiday Home Tour, coming for one day only. Immerse yourself in the spirit of the season as you explore stunning displays, twinkling lights, and charming decorations. The general admission tour of area luxury homes including historic Rosemont and a special tinsel tour of the original Fairview Plantation Mansion. Come and experience the warmth of the holidays by touring spectacular luxury homes. It's an event you won't want to miss. At Implant and General Dentistry, we're proud to offer dental care you can trust. Our team, led by Dr. Andrew Flips, is dedicated to serving our community with the highest quality of care. 
we offer comprehensive dental exams, cleanings, whitening, and more. With our compassionate and experienced team, you'll be able to smile with confidence. Come experience the difference for yourself. Call us today to schedule an appointment or visit our website to learn more. This holiday season, the largest lantern festival in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. Witness more than 1,000 handcrafted Chinese lanterns featuring brand new designs, including towering mythical beasts, a life-sized Santa's workshop, and a 100-foot-long dragon. Welcome back to Zoolumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. The Culture City Sensory Room is now open at FNM Bank Arena. This room allows families with a family member with a sensory need or invisible disability to attend an event while having a space to get out of the chaos, decompress a little bit, and then go back out to enjoy the event. Culture City is a leading nonprofit recognized nationwide for using its resources to affect change in the community for those with sensory needs. This is one of Culture City's 600 rooms built in five countries. Again, this latest at FM Bank Arena in Clarksville. Before the room would exist at a particular venue or an arena, the only option for that family is let's pack up and go home. Now, if you've spent money on tickets, on parking, on food, and all to pack up and leave within 15 minutes, most families aren't going to take that risk again. But having a sensory room, having trained staff, having a sensory bag on hand gives families and individuals that assurance to say, all right, let's take the trip, let's buy the tickets, and let's see how it goes because we know there's space for us that will welcome us. And we want to make sure these individuals, whether they're adults, teenagers, children, are able to come out with their families, their friends, their loved ones, and be able to enjoy a sporting event, a concert, a music festival, a meal at a restaurant, or just hang out and, and enjoy. A lot of folks you know, mentioned it earlier, but it just makes it feel where you can comfortable to bring anyone, uh, making sure that, that family members with special needs or sensory needs aren't excluded at home or a parent is excluded from an event, just making it to truly open for the whole community. So we're really excited to uh, see this ro a room in good use, you know. Um, I've been more educated on this over the last few years and I now educate people that I know about it and it's just very important that we have this open to everybody and truly make it all inclusive. Learn more about the nonprofit Culture City by going to culturecity.org. Stick with us, we'll be right back. It's time for Christmas for Kids November 20th at the Ryman Auditorium. This year's lineup includes Shenandoah, Phil Vassar, Chapel Heart, Michaela Lane and Hunter Girl for over 40 years. Christmas for Kids has given the joy of Christmas to thousands of Middle Tennessee children. Christmas for Kids would like to thank their great sponsors. Tickets are on sale now. Visit Ryman.com to get your tickets. We will see you November 20th at the Ryman. This holiday season, the largest lantern festival in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. Witness more than 1,000 handcrafted Chinese lanterns featuring brand new designs, including towering mythical beasts, a life-sized Santa's workshop, and a 100-foot-long dragon. 
Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. This Christmas, Give a Little Nashville needs your help to bring joy to children in need. We'll be hosting toy drives during the holiday season, so please donate toys for kids of all ages. On December 3rd, join us for our Cocktails with Santa red carpet event, where you can mingle with other supporters and enjoy festive drinks and food. Together, we can make a difference in our community this holiday season. Visit GiveALittleNashville.com or find us on Facebook to learn more and register today. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So, of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way when flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage. It ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. We have a special guest today. They're all special. So Tiffany Perkins, she is the founder of Black Clarksville. We're going to learn what this organization is all about, how it's bringing community members, businesses, and many people together. First off, Tiff, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I appreciate um, getting some space to share about what we're doing here in the community. 100%. So you took this on in 2020. What did you see that had you being like, you know what, we need to have an, organi an organization that focuses on bringing the black community together here? Yeah, um, I think for me, I'm very much the person that is like, um, I will create the thing that I feel that I need. And I definitely think if I needed other people do, mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of communities with these really big um black hubs. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, like larger cities and things like that. But um, I think for me it was like people come here and first off it's, oh, there's nothing to do in Clarksville. And it's like, that's so incorrect. There's so much to do Thank here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> there's so much to do here. There's some incredible people here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I was kind of getting, um, so I've, was doing work in Nashville. I started um, Black Women in Creative Spaces, which was a conference for um, Black women in, in all different capacities and different fields and um, having these huge turnouts. Um, and then the same breath, it was people from Clarksville coming to Nashville for this thing. Um, and it was like, why are we traveling somewhere else to do something we could be doing in our community? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I spent a lot of time like searching for people at first. It was women mm -hmm. um, and just women doing cool things. And then it was black women doing cool things. And um, I was finding this thriving space in Clarksville that just wasn't um, unified or represented. Um, my background is in marketing um, and public relations. So um, businesses that just needed more promotion and highlighting. And so um, the goal with Black Clarksville originally was just to be um, for us, by us, the hub for everything Black um, that is here in Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, respect to everybody, but we don't do uh, necessarily surrounding areas. There are plenty of groups and other things that have surrounding areas, but um, I'm from here. Um, I work here. I live here. Um, and people here 
deserve, you know, the same thing you would get from other cities. So that was the um, beginning. And then we've just grown into um, event series and um, different resources for businesses. Uh, 2024, we've got some youth initiatives that we're going to be engaging. And um, it's just grown. I have a great support system here and the community definitely needs it. So it's been good. What I love about you starting this, you in particular, is your roots are so deep and so strong here in this community. As this is now up and going, what, four years now, you're getting ready, yeah. as you said, you're starting up some fourth annual events. What response have you gotten from the Black community? What are you hearing from them as you've moved through the past, what, three years? Um, We've gotten a good response. It's, it's so surreal sometimes. I'm very much... Um, the back end person, um, people often will be like, oh yeah, she runs. Like I'll, <laughs> we'll do this thing. And then I kind of get out of the way, but, um, I've been very intentional here lately to make sure that I'm listening and asking those questions. Um, and it's been a great response. Um, you know, we started small and have remained consistent. And I think that's one thing that's been very valuable. Um, this wasn't something that just started up, um, as a money grab or a one time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been able to create a consistent space where people know, oh, I can go check the Black Clarksville website for um, upcoming events. I can go look for Black-owned businesses in the directory. I know every third Wednesday um, they're having a networking mixer. And um, I think it's just been, oh, we needed this and thank you. And how do we get involved? And then it's um, a big rush sometime of new ideas and new initiatives and new things. And it's like, okay, we're getting there and like, give us a chance, but it's, right. it's been amazing. It really has. And honestly, the website, easy to navigate. Again, yeah. you have your tabs up top, the about the events direct directory, and then a little bit about TIFF toward the bottom of this main page here. Yeah. For people in other communities are seeing this, they're like, you know, we would love to start something like that here. How does something like this get off the ground? For anybody in your community wanting to do something like this, I I hats off even here locally to um, like the Hispanic um, American mm-hmm. Association here who's just grown so much and done those things. It's like, look at what you see being done in other communities. Um, reach out. I'm nice. Um, all the community members mm-hmm. that I've met are very nice. <laughs> um, and so I'm able to think tank and ask them questions and um, start small set yourself up to be able to remain consistent. I think that's the thing. Um, When I first came back here doing events, a lot of times I would ask people, um, what did you like? What could I have done better? What is this thing missing? Um, And then people will tell you. And so then you're basically just fulfilling a need. Um, So if you see the space there, if you see this thing that you want, but it's not in your community just yet, start it. Mm -hmm. Start it. It's scary. Um, you know, funding is very, very hard. Um, but I truly believe if you're living in your purpose, um, things will begin to figure themselves out. And they have for me and those who know my story, or you can, you know, kind of look up my story of how I even got started. It's all been that a series of these, um, little things working to create some big motion for me. That's allowed me to work in this type of, of stuff for, Sheesh, I think I shared a Leaf Chronicle article from like 10 years ago of wow. <laughs> some community work. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> Meant to be almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you said, things were just kind of set up and came to you, you know, at the time that it needed to exactly. to make this possible. For those who would like to connect with the black community who or maybe they have again just some questions for you, how do they connect with you? 
Yeah. So um, the main source is going to be our website. So blkclarksville.com is the website. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Black Clarksville. And then um, me personally, my website is tiffperkins.com. You can find me on social at Tiff Says Go. Um, reach out, send an email. Please, please connect. Um, this is, I guess, my organization because I started it, but this is our organization. It's for the community. Um, what I am trying to do is always for the greater good and not just for me. So um, please, ideas, questions, wanting to get involved, wanting to add your business to our directory, reach out. Fantastic. Last question for you. Again, it's the holiday time. I know a lot of things are happening. Do you have any events coming up that we should know about? Yes. Yeah. So we've got some great events coming up on November the 12th. We'll be hosting our third annual holiday market. That's going to be at the Wilma Rudolph Event Center. Fun. Um, that event is going to take place from 11 to 5 p.m. We've got over 60 vendors. Um, please, you guys, this holiday season and hopefully every holiday season moving forward, shop small, support local. Um, there are a lot lot of great businesses in our community. Um, and this specific event that we do is not just Black-owned businesses. Okay. Um, we open it up and welcome everyone. Um, there's not a lot of opportunity here for things like that. So we want to make sure that as we're creating space, um, of course, for Black-owned businesses here, we're creating space for everybody. Um, we'll have professional photos um, with Santa, of course, our Black Santa. Thank you, um, Santa Shed, who will be there. And then on November 19th, we're going to be doing breakfast with Santa. Um, so we'll have Black Santa there again for those of you who aren't able to make it to the holiday market. Come out. We'll have cocoa and breakfast and Santa has some stories. Um, and then you'll also be able to set up um, a photo with him. Bring your littles. Have them bring their list uh, so they can tell the big man what they want this year. Just really trying to create some special holiday memories. So much fun. Thank you, Tiff, so much for sharing this with all of us, the work that you're doing, what your organization is doing. And look forward to catching up with you again. Absolutely. Thank you uh, so much. You are so welcome. <laughs> Tiff Perkins, founder of Black Clarksville. Again, go to their website, get all the information that you need right there. Stick with us here on Mornings on Main Street. We're not done. We'll be right back after this commercial break. At Area 51 Tech Solutions, our team specializes in servicing and repairing major brands of electronics, including computers, tablets, cell phones, HDTVs, and gaming consoles. Area 51 has been our go-to place for all our tech repair needs for years. You name it, they can fix it. Trust the kid who broke it. Give them a call today at 615-379-8113. He shoots, and he scores! Yeah! Here at Rock and Roll Sushi, we're proud to be the original American-style sushi restaurant founded on great food and rock and roll music, boasting concepts and flavors that are big, bold, and loud. We're the only place to experience the rock you love and the rolls you love with the ones you love. Come see for yourself why we're the best sushi experience in town. Find us at 108 Morris Road in Clarksville or visit our website at rockandrollsushi.com.
As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way when flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage. It ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. I'm excited to introduce you to the Dean of Austin Peay State University's College of Arts and Letters, Buzz Hoon, Dr. William Buzz Hoon. Thank you so much for giving me your time. Well, I appreciate that. It's, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Oh, well, thank you. You know, what's so great about you is that you have a podcast, two podcasts out there, Govs on the Go, highlighting students and alumni? That's right. I think that's fantastic. And there's so much information out there on podcasts and people can just share kind of whatever they would like, but I love with Austin Peay State University's history that you're highlighting those who go there and that who have left and continued their career. What does this mean to you, Govs on the Go? Well, I started this actually at my other institution with the during the, of course, the pandemic that um, I felt like we we're using Zoom uh -huh. and um, I really wanted to provide something for our students that connected them with the successful people that are out in the industry. So when I came here, I, I thought that that would be a way for me to get to know the legacy that exists in the College of Arts and Letters and really tell the story of uh, people that have been through Austin P because each one together contributes to the overall story of, of the relationship between faculty and students and what we provide. What have you learned in your time of having these guests on your show? Well, I, I try to remind the faculty that as, as students go through the program, they will have encounters where uh, it, you know, you meet with hundreds and hundreds of students and you were a student at one time, you remember what it was like. <laughs> and at some point in time, somebody says an encouraging word uh, or put you in a position that you feel like really supported you. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a faculty member, sometimes we do that over and over again, and we're not really aware of that impact. But a student remembers that, mm -hmm. and it means the world to them as they go out into the world. And the other thing that I really, I think is unique about the relationship between faculty and students here at Austin P is the mentorship exists beyond graduation. So when they go out into the world, they feel like they have somebody that believes in them as they continue on for 10, 20, 30 years. And that's vital for students to me. I think so. I think that they they always remember Austin P as one of their homes. Of course, they feel like they had a home with their family or wherever they came to before they came to Clarksville, mm -hmm. or even if they are from Clarksville, but they feel like this is a special home because it help them grow into the person that they become. Well, how did you become the person that you are now? You have quite the history in broad, in the broadcasting field, both in teaching and being a part of it. That's right. Well, I started in radio mm -hmm. for a while, worked in radio news and enjoyed that. But um, there's only so many times you can wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I need to do something else. And um, 
then what I did is I, I uh, went back to school and really found a passion for teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for 30 years, I worked in uh, broadcasting production. Um, I did sports broadcasting uh, for, I think, about 10 years and, and really loved doing that um, because, again, you helped people find what they're passionate about. And, um, and so it was, it was, it was a wonderful time, uh, in Illinois. I worked for th- about 30 years and then I had this opportunity to come here and, uh, be a Dean. And so that was a uh, unique and a, a great offer. And I just, I've loved every moment of it. Did you know, stepping into this role as a Dean here at Austin P State University that you wanted to bring this podcast here, kind of move it from your university? In Illinois to hear? I think so. I mean, I knew that that was very successful in mm-hmm. Illinois. And so I made sure to ask people if this is something that they felt like they wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to push it upon them, but they said, yes, let's, let's try that. And then I added the faculty spotlight. The faculty spotlight was something I had not done. And what it provided to me was an opportunity to like you, what you're doing here, mm-hmm. sit down with somebody, talk to them about what interests them, uh, hear a little bit about their story, and then, of course, highlight that to the rest of the world to say, this person is here, take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. And so we're learning more about our faculty as we tell that story uh, each month, too. Well, in your story, when it comes to sports radio and broadcasting, where did you find that love? Where did that uh, initial spark come from? Well, you know, as grown up, I was a huge St. Louis Cardinal baseball fan (laughs) and and then became a Chicago Bear fan. And so, you know, everything in, in some ways wrapped around sports. And so I thought I was going to be a sports writer when I was, you know, much younger. I, I would write my own little sports stories. And then I did that in high school. And then, um, you know, I just felt like if you can do something that you're passionate about, that you love to do and you can make money. Well, why not try to, <laughs> perfect. you know, follow that path for as long as you can do that. For teaching, what is that like to, you know, see a student grow in a field um, that you love? You know, it, it is so rewarding. And, and I've had a number of alums that have gone on and continue to do wonderful things. And I love following that path. You know, for I, I try to tell them I live a little bit in them as they continue on in their careers, a little bit of me exists. And, and, I, and I think that's true for any educator. We sh- have a shared experience with that young person um, as they go through that part of their career. And I think that we, um, that become, they take a little bit of us as we go on, as they go out into the world. Any advice for students coming in when they're selecting their field of study? Well, I try to make sure to tell anybody in any of our areas to get involved right away to see if this is really what you want to do. Mm-hmm. College is such an exciting time for a young person, um, and they should try to become involved. Um, I used to tell our sports broadcasters, um, find out as soon as you can, become involved. You will find out if really sports broadcasting is for you, because if not, you know, uh, you maybe you just like to watch sports on TV. That's a completely different thing. And it, it can be a challenging field to be in. Absolutely. It has changed quite a bit over the years. Absolutely. And um, but there are more opportunities to become involved in lots of different ways. One hundred percent. Where can we find Govs on the go? We have um, it. It's available on our uh, college YouTube 
channel. Mm -hmm. um, but we also make it available on uh, many of the audio services. Um, we go through Anchor to distribute the audio versions as well. Okay. And then you can follow us also uh, on our webpage. Before you leave us, the, I guess, most surprising interview that you've done with a faculty member there at Austin Peay. Well, uh, that's that's a great question um, because they're all so unique. And um, I think that you had David Steinquest on recently and, and I had him on as well. And the last question that I had for him was similar to what you asked me was the impact on students. And uh, he teared up at the end and, and became a little emotional, which impacted me immediately because uh, we have a lot of uh, a similar type of uh, experiences and how students have, you know, we we think that uh, we're always um, impacting students, but they impact us as well. And so it's a little, uh, it was a, a refreshing to me to find somebody that felt the same way that I did. Who's had the greatest impact on you? Well, um, I, I've had several mentors uh, along the way. I feel like um, we all get someplace in life without there are many people that influence us and make us who we are. Yes, that you're right about that. Thank you so much. And Absolutely. I know that you're leaving a lasting impression on a number of students there at the college and then at your other university. So thank you for your time. Govs on the go. Check it out with Dean William Buzz Hoon, who is now the dean of APSU College of Arts and Letters. Thank you again for your time. You bet. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445.